My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Welcome to another day as we continue our journey through the Word of God. And I'm so glad that you have joined me today. And uh, I'm looking forward to, as we conclude, the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. And we're going to be looking at just verses 37 to 39. Uh, there's only three verses that we're going to look at today. But there's a reason why we're going to do that. Because this, in these verses here, really describes the lamenting, the pain that Jesus felt for the city of Jerusalem. And I think it's very important for us to understand why Jesus said what he said in these last few words here in Matthew chapter 23 and what their context is as we go into read chapter 24. If we don't understand the words at the end of chapter 23, we will interpret incorrectly the words spoken in Matthew chapter 24. So it's very important. Jesus has just finished going through all the woes to the scribes and the Pharisees, the hypocrites, woes. So then he gets on after he's finished. And he says in verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Luke chapter 19 tells us that Jesus wept as he looked over the city of Jerusalem. He thought about the coming judgment that was going to come over the city. And he said these words. Jesus wanted to protect them from the terrible judgment that would eventually follow their rejection of him. They could have prevented the judgment by accepting him. And I think it's so incredibly sad. It's one of the moments that I've always appreciated when I go to Israel, go to Jerusalem, and you walk down the road from the top of the Mount of Olives down towards the Garden of Gethsemane, you get halfway down, you stop at a church called Dominus Flevit, which is where it's celebrated that Jesus looked over the city and he wept. Jesus wept two times. Here, at the pain of knowing what would befall those who rejected him, and then also at the tomb of Lazarus, his friend, when he wept over the power and the pain of death, even though he knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, He knew it was a symbol as he could see the agony of people around him. He could see the agony of what death was going to bring and death was not what he came. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. 
He came to bring life and he hated the pain of death. And he knew that the pain of death was causing in the family of Lazarus. And he knew that the wholesale rejection of him was going to mean the death and the pain of death for so many in Jerusalem. This cry that came out of Jesus' heart, it's another way for us to see that Jesus didn't hate the men that he had just rebuked so strongly in the previous verses of chapter 23 when he said, woe to you, many times. It wasn't because he hated them. When we sin, God doesn't hate us. He genuinely sorrows for us. And he knows that in every way that our sin and our rebellion is just destroying our life and leading us towards death. And I th- I think we're meant to share in God's sorrow for a lost humanity. He says, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under, his, under her wings. Jesus wanted to protect, to nourish, to cherish his people, the Jewish people, even as a mother bird protects her young chicks. France said this, the image of a hen, which in the Greek is simply the word bird, protecting its young, uh, is used in the Old Testament for God's protection of his people. Psalm 17, Psalm 91, Isaiah 31 continues on and on and on. This picture of a hen and her chicks tells us something about what Jesus wanted to do for those who rejected him. He wanted to make them safe. He wanted them to be joyful. He wanted them to be part of a blessed community. He wanted them to have growth that was promoted by him. He wanted them to know his love. And that could only happen if they came to him when he called. It would only happen if they became part of the called. Many are called, few are chosen. He's extending the invitation to everybody. They were part of the called and they refused to become part of the chosen. D.A. Carson, Jesus' longing can only belong to Israel's saviour, not to one of her prophets. The words, how often I wanted, when Jesus said, how often I wanted to gather your children together, how often I wanted, they're a subtle indication that Matthew knew that Jesus had visited Jerusalem many times before, which is actually clearly recounted in the Gospel of John. Even though Matthew only recounts this last visit of Jesus, Barclay, Jesus could not have said what he said here unless he had paid repeated visits to Jerusalem and issued to the people repeated appeals. He says, but to the city, but you were not willing. The problem was not the willingness of Jesus to rescue and protect them. The problem was that they were not willing. Uh, so the predicted destruction was going to come upon them. If you don't accept me, this is what's going to happen. Jesus knows they're not accepting him. He knows they're not going to accept him. And so he's crying over the pain of death. Spurgeon, what a picture of pity and disappointed love the king's face must have presented with when with flowing tears he uttered these words. We hold tenaciously that salvation is all of grace, but we also believe with equal firmness that the ruin of man is entirely the result of his own sin. It is the will of God that saves. It is the will of man that damns. Spurgeon had an incredible sermon on this text. 
and it was called, I would, but ye would not. <laughs> and Spurgeon described the kind of will that does come to Jesus. It's, it's a real will. It's a practical doing will. It's an immediate will. It's a settled will. And he says, because you're going to reject me, you, Jewish people, Jerusalem, you will see me no more until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So Jesus here is revealing the conditions surrounding his second coming to the Jewish people. Now, when Jesus comes back for his church, the Jewish people are not going to be ready to receive him. So he's going to come back for his church. Then there's going to be a period of time of tribulation upon which and during which the Jewish people will recognize that Jesus really was their Messiah all along. And seven years later, he's going to come back and they're going to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have to understand the timing, the context. We have to understand how this all plays out because if we don't understand this, Matthew 24 will confuse us. It's going to take a great deal to bring Israel to the point where they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But God will do it. It's it's promised that Israel will welcome Jesus back. The, the apostle talked, Paul talked about it in Romans 11, 26. He said, and so all Israel will be saved, <laughs> which sets us up for Matthew chapter 24 and the context of what Jesus is going to address to Israel. There's going to come a time where Israel will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's not going to be when Jesus comes back for his church because they're not ready right now. They still have not accepted him as the Messiah, but the time will come. Some of my observations, when I went to Jerusalem the first time, I realized why Jesus wept because you look at the city and you realize that he said the name twice, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I don't know, whenever I say my children's names twice, it's because there's, there's, there's something in my heart for them. And, and it comes out of passion. And I usually say it, oh, Emma, Emma, or George, George. It's because I don't want them to go through pain. These verses are very important, these three verses, by themselves, because they allow us to understand the significance of the picture that Jesus is going to paint for how he's going to come back for his church and how he's going to come back for Israel, how he's going to come back for the Jewish people who rejected him. Now, there's some Jewish people who have accepted Jesus. They will be raptured when Jesus comes back, second coming of Jesus. And then there's going to be a time when Jesus will come back after a period of tribulation. And all those Jewish people will have had time to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
thank you for coming. That's the context with which we go into chapter 24 with. Heavenly Father, thank you for these observations today. Thank you. Jesus, thank you. You wept, you mourned because you don't want your people to be in pain. Lord, thank you that you've called us to share your good news in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day.